Christina Ambrosia. And I'm Don Manning. And you're listening to Loving, Leaving, and Leading. We are so excited to share our journey with you and answer the questions you all have been asking. Who's she with now? She did what? Has she lost her damn mind? Our conversations are always off the cuff, outrageous, and slightly inappropriate. So we invite you to come eavesdrop on what we've been up to. Welcome back. How have you been, Dawn? It's been a minute. I mean, I'm fantastic. You know, I'm on my healing journey. So it's good to see you again. You too. So this is our first episode that we're doing from different states. So it's amazing in and of itself that we we got this far with the technology. (laughs) And maybe it's better. We actually, so far, it sounds better. So we're going to see. Yeah. I guess. uh, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Yeah. So today I'm I'm thinking about how much is too much to share when you're dating. I'm an oversharer. I'll start with that. But after join the club, <laughs> my last few relationships, I'm reconsidering if I should dial back how much, in fact, I share. Because it's caused me some teeny little problems. Yeah, I think the issue is, so I have friends that share close to zero, you know, because they don't think it's relevant. They don't want to go there. They don't want to start off a, a new situation with any info from past situations. I think personally, I mean, I'm an oversharer as well. Can't help it. Talk a lot talk about what this one did and what that one did and what was good and what wasn't, because I kind of want my person to know. Like what, what the expectations are and what, what not to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. And what I like and what I don't like, and this is why, and I have good reason because I had this experience, you know, leaving out big details, of course, right. but you know. Um, oh, I don't even think I leave out the, the big details. You know, it's reminding me of a book I just read, not really on the same subject, but the title, um, you reminded me of when you said, you know, what to do, what not to do and what you like and what you don't like. It was called a manual on how to love us. And I thought, wow, like I almost feel like when I'm oversharing, I'm trying to provide just very clear instruction. A manual. A manual. I have the book. It's on my stack. Oh, okay. You'll have to let me know. The writing's fantastic. I will let you know. I I mean, I think so. I think when we're in this is the problem. When we're in a serious, healthy, strong relationship that is going to last, I think it's healthy and good and wise to share and be honest about everything. And I think if it's a healthy relationship, it's safe to do that and it's beneficial, um, assuming you're not overly, you know, um, re- repeating the same things because you're stuck in a bad loop, let's just say, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. Like, I like that phrasing. Yes, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, you know, someone who's constantly talking about their ex-husband or their ex-wife, the, the, the you know, in a, in a negative, unhealthy way, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, the problem, I think, comes in when we share, like you and I do, and this has been probably in my past, and, and, and as my did you get a new tattoo? <clears throat> well, I've had this one. Yeah, it's new. Like a month ago. 
I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I mean, it's about a month, but you... Oh, tell me what it means again. This is how these podcasts go, people, so... <laughs> so, it's it's the Greek word zateo. These are the Greek symbols, and it means to seek in order to find, and I got it when I decided to move. I love that. You're not Greek, though, are you? No. I didn't think so. Just checking. No, I just liked it, and get All right. ready for more tattoos, because that's All another right. podcast I just booked. A whole body, you know, I'm going crazy over here. Anyhow... Let Wait, are you serious? Well, I'm getting a whole arm tattoo, like a whole thing. I'll Have you, you thought about? about okay, yeah. Well, okay, we'll save yeah, this for I that. Thought about it, you know? Who cares? I'm 51. Who gives a shit at this? Point? Well, no, just sometimes we don't think about things, like your whole yeah. move, you know. So I just That's wanted right. to, I wanted to know if this was like a thought through choice, or I'm fine with either, or not either <laughs> choice. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a tattoo I've wanted to get for many, many, many years that I that's been in the process and hasn't been able to, and now it's going to, and I'm going to do it here in New Bern. Well, now I'm going to have to get a picture of that tattoo because I forgot people can't actually see us so that they, they can see it when they're hearing this. Okay, yeah, well, remind Okay, me. I'm going to circle. Okay, so where were we? So back to my thought, my explanation of sharing, oversharing, what's good, what's bad. My thought in, in the importance of sharing and being honest is beneficial when it's a healthy, whole, strong, stable relationship. Okay, which here's the problem. How many Most aren't. <laughs> right. How many relationships have you had that have lasted forever? We wouldn't be here then, right, That's if right. that had been the case. That's right. So, I mean, but how do you know? When do you know? So are, do you turn into this other person who doesn't share because it's it's a little scary and not safe and you're not sure if they're going to last? Or, or do you only share when asked? Or do you – see, I usually just offer. It comes up organically. I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm an asker as much as I'm a share. I don't – think I ask as much as I share um I think you just share I think I just share because you're 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 a talker you offer and you maybe even over offer mm -hmm. that's just your nature mm -hmm. and I'm kind of like that too um but I think there's a benefit to holding back some stuff until you know or you think you know that what you're in is really solid but how do you know Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I feel like I have that now I could say and tell anything from the past, from past men I've been with, I could be graphic. I could talk about sexual experiences mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter one bit. Cause I'm with someone who knows that this is it. I'm, I'm his, he's mine. And so he doesn't, um, does he ever ask? Or do you just, do you usually offer? Um, I wouldn't say he asks or I offer. I would say things sometimes come up in the midst of conversation. So we're very communicative and very emotionally. We have a very strong emotional um, intimacy and understanding that we want to be that way to deepen our relationship in all this ways. So, so we both just sort of offer and talk about our past. And of course his past is like pretty much one person. Mm -hmm. And when he was young, a few others for me, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. I had a long marriage and then a million relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm exaggerating, not a million. <laughs> not by much though. No. <laughs> but, but, but quite a few, quite a few for tw 12 years. Or, yeah. 
12 years. I've had a lot of relationships. My girlfriend just asked when I said that we had an appointment today to do our podcast. She's like, wait, when are they coming? Or like, did I? I'm like, don't worry. We're in production still as if we're like professional podcasters. I go, you haven't missed anything yet. We're we're just in production right now. So we're wrapping up episode. What are we on? I think this is four. Four. So does your person know what we're up to? Speaking of yes. being communicative. Yes, he does. And um, did I he mean, laugh? I mean, he hasn't <laughs> heard the podcast and he, um, you know, so he doesn't know in depth. He knows what it's about. Yeah. But I have absolutely zero concern or fear or whatever uh-huh. because he accepts me and loves me, whatever. And whatever's in my past is it's in your past, in my past, you know. Mm-hmm. He knows he's got me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's very secure in himself. So I have dated men where this would not fly doing this podcast. If I was with, um, another, um, George. Which, yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, I forget our people's <laughs> I'm thinking of a certain George in particular that I was with who was possessive and controlling and did not even want me to teach yoga and talk to the students because you know Mm -hmm. so for me to be talking about past relationships and the and the ins and outs and Mm -hmm. all the stuff that goes along with it would have I it would have been the end of our relationship which is a clear sign that that's not a good relationship you know it's interesting because I feel like often my my people my Paul's have seen my exes like they know what they and again because it's come up like in conversation or whatever showing them the photo albums yeah well I'm usually scrolling through something because (laughs) here's the thing like I think with my past relationships because I'm I'm active I'm a really active person on social media and while I've deleted some pictures of like past relationships like I'm not gonna have like 700 pictures of the same person probably but like there's at least probably a handful of pictures of each of those. Like I sort of feel like they were a part of my journey and a part of my life. And honestly, I'm just too lazy to take the time to go back and yeah, they're there. Like you can like scroll and see the, all of them. Right. And that's okay. Not me, not me, girlfriend. Done. So you go back and actively delete. Yes. However, I will say this. It, It was in the past a very rare thing for me to put a picture of me with a man a couple times. Yeah. I was going to say, you're definitely not as active in terms of posting. Yeah. Yeah, Like I, I, I traveled when I traveled with George last year all over. Okay. And we went to some great events and we were at some things that were really, really amazing, amazing experiences that I would not have had Mm -hmm. uh, had I not been with this person. Um, I did post pictures of the events and occasionally a picture of me and him together, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think I saw one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Maybe and maybe on a hike in a beautiful location or something mm-hmm. and, you know, but um, usually no pictures with with men that I've been with now. But and those those pictures have been taken down mm-hmm. because I just feel like you're not a part of my life and I don't. I have them in my, probably because they come up in my memories or whatever, mm-hmm. right? When the pictures splash up, you know, in a year. Yeah, thanks, freaking Google. Like, right, that's right. been a heartbreaker <laughs> a time or two. I'm like, oh, right. great. Right. But I can tell you this. You're com- we're completely different this way. Mm-hmm. But in my current relationship with the man that I think is 
my forever, forever and ever and ever. Like I've waited my whole life for him. I'm there's pictures of us all over my Facebook, and I don't think for a second I'm ever going to be having a problem with that, taking them down, nothing, because it's different. It feels different. There's no there's no worry of taking it. You know, George that I traveled with when we take a picture, I almost felt uncomfortable asking if we could take a picture because mm-hmm. I could feel like he didn't really want to take a picture and have me put it maybe I'm making it up because I don't Mm -hmm. know for sure but like there was that sort of like energy around it like Mm. and you can definitely feel that I feel like I've dated people for the most part that were like even though they weren't super active posters they were totally okay with like being all over. in fact and being all over my social media which then you know the fallout from that is when you're not together anymore it's pretty obvious that something has gone down right like there's this like there's like huge absence well that's when I text you and I go hey girl (laughs) right how are you right what's (laughs) what's going on I'm like oh haven't heard from you in ever you know so yeah that's interesting but where I was going with that is so I think most of my exes like you know, I've seen my other exes. Actually, I'm friends with a lot of them. So um, there's that. But looking back, I don't think I've ever known like what their exes look like. So because I don't ask a lot, I think I know myself well enough that I almost like don't want to know. I don't want to be in comparison mode. I don't want to, you know, so if they're not like offering or it doesn't come up, I'm also not like seeking that out. Like sometimes I'll ask a question like, hey, what happened? Or you know, what drove you crazy about your last relationship? Just because I'm more curious from a, Mm -hmm. like, philosophical is not the right word, but like a philosophical point of view, as opposed to like who the person was, you know what I mean? Like what kind of gets under this person's skin or, and maybe so I can be more mindful and like cognizant in my interactions with that person of like what matters to them. Right. 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 What not to do. Right. So we don't drive them crazy. Yeah. And that goes from like kind of minor things to like really big things, right? Like lateness is a thing. I'm usually always 10 minutes early. I'm usually rushing around like a crazy person, but I'm on time. And so like everything from like super minor to like the big things, like for me, I want to know it's okay to fight with someone. And that doesn't mean the relationship's over. And that has not always been my experience. Like and I'm talking if we're going like psychotherapy here, right? Like all the way back to my parents' divorce. Like I was blindsided. And to their credit, they probably thought they were doing all the right things by like not fighting in front of us and not, you know, we never saw them fight. But then when I overheard a conversation that my dad was moving out, it was like the world was kind of ripped out from under me because I I'd had no clue. And so, you know, my marriage ended pretty I don't want to say abruptly, but like, I kind of, I felt like drew a line in the sand as like a, I, I put the house up for sale as like a, let's get our shit together. And then it immediately sold, which I hadn't planned on in like seven days. And so then it was like, my friend and realtor was like, you're not going to get a better deal. So I was almost doing that as like a, I don't want to say like a threat, but like a, I'm serious about this. Mm-hmm. And then the house sold. And so that kind of really skyrocketed the process. Right. Yeah. And then I had two other relationships that five hours before I love you's were being exchanged and kisses were being given. And then the next day it's like, 
we're not together. So I definitely, so, so sharing things like that, like I would want someone to know that about me in the future, because that would be like, I probably need a little more reassurance if we're arguing or we're disagreeing that like, Hey, we're just fighting and that's okay. You know, people fight sometimes. It doesn't mean I'm leaving. Yeah. That's interesting. Like you don't want to have a fight and then come downstairs and find your person gone or something like that. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. that like that was it and you didn't know. So like for me, me and my ex-husband, we didn't really fight. We didn't really argue or bicker. We didn't, there wasn't a whole lot of visible turmoil. Um, so it was similar to what you described your parents, right? But, you know, also that's turned me into this person who is sort of afraid or nervous when there's a fight. And, mm-hmm. and the man that I'm with now very much okay with if we're not going to agree on everything that doesn't mean I'm leaving you Mm -hmm. know you can have a disagreement or an argument or whatever you know and some of that probably is you know determinant on who they're like I happen to know your person and like I know his his person before you and I know we both adore her but like firecracker right like I can't see being in a relationship where like (laughs) I'm sure there were some some passionate words exchanged just knowing her yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and, like, and it was always eventually all okay. Right. People didn't right. leave. People didn't right. Leave. And then I know relationships where, you know, one person is very much that way, but the other, you know, mm-hmm. my relationships tend to be like both people are super passionate. So, like, when it's fighting, they're both kind of like going at, or we're both kind of going at it. But like, you know, one of someone in my family is married to someone who she can go at it, but her husband just kind of lets it roll over him and as calm as the cucumber and he's you know he knows it'll pass but so I've not quite had that dynamic where I've been with someone who where I'm really heated that they stay kind of calm you know that's maybe what you need we should put out an ad for you we need someone who is the yin to your yang or the yeah the yang to your yin right? right like the you need the you need the the, the grounding the stable mm-hmm. yeah but I'll I'll say this: the past, I think, but four not, people, but not too grounded. Right. Not, not too. We, <laughs> I was gonna you know, say the last four people I've dated have been Capricorns, and Pisces and Capricorns usually do really well together, according to my everything you know about astrology book. Uh-huh. Be, for that very reason, um, you know, Pisces are happy to adore someone, and Capricorns are that like steadfast, kind of grounded, fiercely loyal. Um, energy, which I love, right? Yeah, and those didn't work out. Yeah, well, yeah. So maybe, maybe I need to be writing to the astro- the editors of this book, whatever. Right, take, right. I don't know who well, I take that up with, but well, but it seems that I keep that. ending. There's definitely like attraction. They also Capricorns usually have really great bone structure, so they're very handsome usually. Um, pretty boy men. Uh-huh. So that. That seems accurate, at I least. Mean, yeah, and we, as we know, that is super important in in acquiring the depth right. of the relationship, along with hair and teeth <laughs> and names. So, and names. right, right. Reference earlier podcasts, I guess. Right. Oh, no, I don't think we got to that one yet about non-negotiables. So we'll either get into that yeah. a little bit today, or maybe I do next. Remember talking about hair, though. Hair. We did. Did yeah. we? Um. Yeah, I do like hair. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, we got a lot of it in my family. I I like good hair, good hair like jeans. Hair. Yeah. 
but you know, the sharing versus not sharing and holding back and feeling okay. You know, there's also been times where I've shared, like I'm thinking of one time in particular that I shared something that I was kind of felt shame around and I didn't get the reaction that I wanted. Like, what kind of reaction did you want? I wanted some like empathy or like, wow, like what, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way or I don't see that as the case. I don't know if that's just giving someone what they want to hear though, but it was definitely kind of like, who would do that? And I was like, whoa, that wasn't really what I was looking for. And from that point forward, I, it was a big one for me. I felt like, yeah, it had to do with like family history and stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, I kind of don't, I want it like a safe space where anything would have been okay to share. And then later, do you feel um, <clears throat> sorry that you shared something yes. like that and it comes back, to, it's thrown back at you? Yeah. Or you Actually, what I thought is, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't share some other things that I felt like the person was urging me to share, you know, they were like, well, we've been together this long. Like you seem to have like wounding around this. Why won't you just tell me what happened? And I remember in that moment thinking, and this is why, like there was something in me that felt a little, you gave a little bit, you Mm -hmm. got a a reaction that wasn't helpful for you. And so Mm -hmm. kind of like boundary Mm -hmm. wall done. I mean, is there, and I'm an oversharer. So for me to not share, it's usually pretty something that's like a deep kind of wounding for me. So I'm just wondering, is there, can you think, and you don't have to share, obviously, in this very public forum, um, but is there anything that you've never shared with a partner? Um, well, I've been in lots of relationships where there wasn't uh deep sharing mm-hmm. because there wasn't depth in the relationship and mm-hmm. that didn't go long enough mm-hmm. or there wasn't that energy back and forth of getting to know mm-hmm. to that point. So I've been in lots of relationships, which is probably why I've had so many relationships that didn't, that didn't mm-hmm. work out. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything specific. I don't think like in, in a strong relationship and I've had a couple where I thought, for a while, this this could be, you know, my, you know, certain things were so right mm-hmm. that I was like, well, this could be, this could be it, where I did share. And do you regret um, yeah, anything never, that you've shared? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I was in a relationship one time where, where it was in the midst of some heated stuff with my ex-husband, and um, and my kids were younger, and so stuff was coming up because my ex was sending me volatile stuff and so it was constantly there and so I was with this person that I felt very close to who actually had gotten very close to my children and so I was of course voicing mm-hmm. oh my god you know I was stressed I was upset I was like you know the, the awful things that were coming through were very stressful and very painful and I felt like I could share and I did and there was support for a certain amount of time and then there was a point and I couldn't stop because the the stuff wasn't didn't stop coming mm. from my ex-husband it just was you know wasn't like I could make a decision mm-hmm. you know, like to stop it it was still coming at me 
there was a point when the person, the new person that I was with hit a point where he was like, I'm tired of hearing about it. Mm. Like, so your focus is still there instead of being here. And mm. I didn't want my focus to be there, but I had no choice. You know, right. there, was lot, there was a lot of intricacies to it. There was a, a court situation mm -hmm. going on and there was, there was no way I could just shut now, it see, off. That would be an example of like, if I got that response, sort of what I was talking about earlier, that I would shut down a little bit and be like, wow, like wow. this is something that is like involves my children and me and like, I'm not going to just get over it or be able to stop talking. That's where I feel like empathy, right? Like I would have wanted a little more empathy there. Absolutely. And so guess it's not like you're happens. talking about the person because you're not over your ex-husband, you know, That's there's right. a difference. Right. And so what happened was, um, you know, I did stop sharing and the stuff kept coming at me and I was having this turmoil and this these issues and this stress, but I wasn't able to share with my person who was my current person who mm -hmm. was very good to my kids and close to my kids. But I, there was this disconnect I started to feel because I didn't have a, a strong male support behind me. Like I did in the beginning, it's like you got tired of it and pulled it away. And, and so, yeah, so I just, if I'm basically in the past, if I'm told to zip it, I just do. And then mm -hmm. I figure it out on my own, but the relationship ended. Mm -hmm. that's not, that's not a supportive partner. So, you know, and then yes, later on, things came back at me, you know, later mm -hmm. on after mm -hmm. the breakup and then he didn't want the breakup and he didn't believe, you know, I believe that he didn't think uh, it would stick. But mm -hmm. man, once that, once that, that was so clear to me mm -hmm. that it wasn't like I, I broke it off and then in a week or a month went, Oh no, I missed you. I, I, I want you back. It was just like, it's done. It's done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then after that, there was lots of stuff being thrown back at me. That's when I was sorry that I had shared things. Mm -hmm. So, I guess you know, I once had a, a friendship kind of end because of that. Like I, around a, a guy, of course, um, I think you and I are a little different. It's I hold on to things for probably an unhealthy amount of time, just super sensitive. Even if I know the relationship, you know, had run its course or wasn't meant to be, I have a really, really hard time letting go. I do. <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, in one relationship or it was pretty early on after my divorce, one of the first relationships after that. And I was just, ruminating like on this person and how much you know I cared and what happened and you know like trying to make sense of it as you do after a breakup and I had a girlfriend that was like I love you but like I can't keep talking about this and I was devastated you know and so I almost like I I really do miss that relationship and so what happened is like I tried not to talk about it but then that wedge it's like how do you not talk about like something that that's significant that's going on in your life. You know, I wouldn't be like, yeah. you can't talk about your job or you can't talk about your spouse. You can't talk about your mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I also am not sure that relationships where I feel like I can't talk about things are good for me either. Right. Absolutely. And so there it ends. Mm -hmm. And I do, I missed, I had a great, I really looked up to this woman and we had a great camaraderie. One of the smartest people I know. And I still kind of mourn that, the ending of that relationship, but it's like, what's one to, to do there? You know, I also don't want to be like, feel like I'm in a gag order right, about right. what I am and right. I'm not allowed to talk about. 
Right. Because if you can't talk about what's going on. Especially for people like us. Right. That's right. <laughs> that's not a good, that's not a good partnership. I remember reading Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love, and there's one part in there where she talks about she went on like a silent meditation when she was in India or wherever, or Indonesia, and how like she was like, I am not going to be able to do this. And often I think I should try that just as like to challenge myself. I do all these crazy things, but that would be one of the craziest for me to like zip it for like three days. I mean, I can't even imagine. Oh, I mean, I just recently found one here somewhere in North Carolina. Maybe we should look at going together. And Have you ever done one? Talking. I haven't, but I've been, it's been highly recommended. My first yoga training, Johnny Kest um, in, insisted that everybody try it. He does like a 10 day silent meditation at, you know, like every so often. And oh my, my God. Thought, my thought was your thought. How could I possibly not talk? But hell no. I mean, let's try. start with like maybe a day one. Maybe we, the two of us together. Can you see that'll be its own damn kind of miracle? <laughs> we'll be like, we'll make our own language. Right. I could see like Cole, I'll like have right. discovered a whole new language since I can't use the one I'm, you know, used right. to. Well, that is just crazy. Um, crazy. Well, uh have to work on that i'll find a link and send it to you we can explore yeah so let's pay to do something we don't want to do right like, that's right and not talk <laughs> to right. challenge just, ourselves just go on vacation and not talk right. it's some um, monastery or something i mean i think i'm a little scared about being alone with myself you know even with the yoga i do i tend to do the hot you know the power heated classes mm -hmm. and so i'm like in my body and concentrating and it's hard but i think because there's probably a part of me that the the more yin or the restorative, like I, I'm too restless of a person. So maybe yeah, I, well, I do need. And you bring all the stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe being alone and being quiet and being silent would be good for both of us. Or we'll like end up in like a mental. And, <laughs> I don't know. One of the in a, two. In a rubber room. <laughs> I yes. don't know how that's going to go jacket. down. Right. <laughs> On that note. All right. Well, <laughs> always a pleasure to talk to you. And pretty soon I will be, we'll be coming at you live from New Bern. Yeah. We'll be doing our, our upcoming maybe, what will that be? Five and six, six and seven. Mm -hmm. I'll be around there. Yes from the river from the water the beach i can't Ac wait actually our next episode so episode five we are going to get into how you ended up there so Ooh, you're going to okay. be like leading that one for us Ooh. and then it'll be perfect because then i'll be there so we can i can see what all the fuss is about yeah i better make an outline yeah yes. i know usually uh <laughs> that reel you sent me the other day about the friend that's planning everything and the one that just shows up for the adventure. The best part is we both thought we were the person who showed up for the <laughs> adventure. Right. I'm like, who's doing the planning here? That's you. That's you, dear. Yeah. I think I'm more of a control freak than I, I that think I, <laughs> you're, you're a control freak and a planner. You're very type A. Yes. And I'm you're like, an adventurer. A type a, a free spirit. I mean, the, I don't right. know. That's <laughs> redefining what that means, I guess. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. <laughs>